Oh my God. It's good to see you. It's good to see your face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's been a while. It's been a minute. That's for sure. What's, what's uh, new with you? What's new with you? Oh, uh, just been working. I've yeah, actually where, been feeling like crap lately. Where, overall. Uh, where, where are you right now? I see right now I room. am in uh, Minneapolis. <sighs> are you going to be able to I've been here through? since Monday. You gonna be able to swing through here, like on your way home, or no? What? I don't think so. I may maybe, but I do. So t- I leave tomorrow at like okay. four, five o'clock. I do have to work. I think on Friday. Oh Jesus! So I mean, I won't get home till eleven, and if I stop, it'll be even later. Yeah. And I don't. I mean. Maybe I'll no. just not go into work on Friday. I wouldn't. Fuck that. <laughs> God, they have you driving all over hell and gone. No. I thought that I might um, have caught COVID and that I wasn't going to be able to work the rest of the week, but I took yeah. a test right before we started recording. It's negative. Damn it. I'm up here for training, and we were sitting the first day, we were sitting in the training class, me and two other guys. And lunchtime, the guy that was training us came in and said, tested positive, have to go home. What? <laughs> yeah, so, um, and I just kind of feel out of, you know, under the weather today, but it's just, I just don't feel well. It's not, it's not that, so. Dude, it's, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know. Like, there's been a couple times where I could have swore to God I had it, and I always tested negative, and then it's like no i'm I mean, still feeling shitty and it's like yeah then it's the positive, symptoms are so know? close to everything else like exactly. they're so random too that it's people tough. forget that the regular flu's still out there that all the rest oh, yeah. of the regular stuff's still out there like a month ago i was sick for a week like the sickest i've been since what was that i don't know but I've since i've been for a long time and yeah. um yeah i was down for a week <clears throat> jesus it's just crazy, man. So you have a new setup there. I know our podcast listeners can't see the wall behind right. you, but there's nothing there anymore. There's nothing there. So there's a fresh coat of paint on the walls here um, in the in the studio. So what's going to happen is like I've the, the walls are painted. The pillars that are inside of here, they're painted like all the trim is now painted. Uh, the next steps in all of this fun stuff are going to be. Yeah, I mean, there are four lights in this room, right, above. And so what's going to happen is they're going to be those kind of lower-hanging, like, candelabra-looking things with the flame lights. Yeah. So it's going to be dark as shit in here. Um, so I I remember it was several months ago now that you had a whole weekend planned that you were going to get that done that no, weekend. Uh, and what happened there? Dude, here's the deal. The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Here's one thing that I've that I've come to notice, right? Or come to realize, right? If you mm-hmm. want something done, just fucking do it. Just do it yourself, right? Oh, so you were supposed to have somebody else do oh, it fuck. and they yes. didn't. Okay. Well, Absolutely. that makes more sense. Yeah. Then you shouldn't and feel bad about it yourself. No, fuck no. Like <laughs> I've done none of this. And so now um it's certainly more of a it's definitely a better situation, that's for sure. So um, but yeah, like I'm going to do all sorts of fun shit to this room. It's just going to take some, some time, you know? Yeah. But yeah. So that's but what I'm like, Yeah. That's what you're up to. Yeah. Basically I did a, uh, I did a paranormal event in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa area just this past weekend. Yeah. Um, with Jeff Belanger. Okay. Uh, yeah. Writer of like ghost adventures and all that fun stuff. That was a great time. It was the first time I actually met Jeff. Wait, he's a writer on ghost adventures. 
Yes. So he's the the I mean he's every episode he has written. So he writes out the dialogue of not like dialogue, in between just, not necessarily while they're investigating, but like the voiceovers. Yeah. Like history. Overs. Basically or, like history, claims of activity, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, all that stuff for then the narrator to do or Zach to do or whatever. But yeah, that's his gig. That's so, cool. Yeah. I've heard the name before, but I had not super cool cat yeah. show. So yeah yeah super good dude well let's uh mention real quick we are still on the Podbelly network even though we haven't been very active i talked to brent from sofa king all week he is making the badges for david glidden's event that's yes. coming up in a couple weeks and yes yeah, so go check out podbelly.com and yeah just go check out all the great shows on there it's Definitely. been a while since I've uh, had to plug them, so I'm a little out, out of practice. <laughs> we all are, my friend. Um, so, are. yeah, if you also, uh, if you want to give us a call, which I need to go through the calls. I don't have them prepared for this episode. Yeah. But the number is 913-730-7255. We haven't gotten any in a while, but there are some that I don't think that we've played, but I'm going to go through them before, yeah, before we get back to that. Give us a call, give us a voicemail, shoot us a text, whatever. Whatever's yeah. clever, you mamma jammas. But there's uh, been a lot of crazy shit going on in the world lately. Bro. As usual. We, did you see the whole, like, NASA DART mission the other day? I mean, day? I, I uh, like, knew about it. I saw the news about it. I didn't really follow it that closely. Like, really, it's... I mean, it's cool, whatever. But yeah. maybe, maybe that, um, maybe that's a signal as to what's to come. You know, it's it's weird. Yes, like that's exactly where my brain went. Well, okay. First, I'll, I'll be completely honest. My brain actually went to um, uh, Armageddon. You know that movie, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, from the '90s or whatever. Yeah, and the whole time I was just like, I don't want to close my eyes, like the whole time. And I was like, oh my god, and then yes, but then my brain went to exactly what you just said. Like, is this like because they know something that we're not privy to yet? I don't you know. know. I was going through articles today to talk about, and going back months, every other article right now is UFOs every other article is ufos and wow. video and photos and you know the old thing in the past was if they're really out there why are there no videos and photos well they're everywhere now, now they're, they're really everywhere. everywhere yes um i saw a ufo about a week and a half ago okay Did i sent you the uh, i tried to send you, you the photos i think but you you right. have your dumb phone right Correct. now because you're you're um what's off that term off the grid there's a term for those kind of people, though. Oh, like uh, like a minimalist? No, um, anti-tech people. Well, I'm on a computer right now. I know that. I know. Like, that. I literally have like thousands of dollars in front of me. Oh, a ludite, a ludite. That's what, <laughs> what it's called. Ludite. And there's the the, the neo ludism. That's what you're into now. Uh, okay. It's a philosophy opposing many forms of modern technology, but you might not be a full-time Luddite, but you're actively right. trying to live that yeah. lifestyle for a little bit right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like social media gone, right? Like all mm -hmm. of the shit. It's just crazy. Fucking gone though. I did that for, I did that once and then it came back, crept its way back in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't be completely gone because you still have the manner. You probably have to run the social media for the manner. I'm not. I'm uh, not. Uh, I'm not even running social media for the manner right no? now. No. Who's doing Absolutely. that? Or just not. nobody? Uh, so I have two people that are running uh, social uh, media for the manor right now. But I so you got a little pee on minions to throw that off to. But, but I'm not touching any of it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, I'm not yeah. touching any of it. Um, That's cool. Yeah, it's it's amazing actually, and yeah, I'll fill you in on other things that are coming as All far right. as Alvern Manor are yeah. concerned. Oh my fucking god, I'm so excited about this. Yes, um, it it's gonna be really cool as far as like what it looks like to tour a haunted location. It it's going. What to be does that mean? Uh, it's it's going to be different. Like our tours are going to change. 
You got segues to run around the hallways with. Fuck, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have segues, but fuck, that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I think of that? Somebody would fucking smack into a wall or something. I don't know what would happen. You got those like VR type glasses to walk around the manor wearing. Not quite. No? Not quite. Hmm. No. So, but you can't say. You can't say. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'm gonna make a video let's, about it. Let's get back to my UFO story. Mm-hmm. So I was in Nebraska for work. Yeah. Yeah. It was two weeks. Two weeks ago now. Maybe. Yeah. You were in like the Grand Island, like the Grand Island area. Right? Yeah, I was. I was yeah. going to Hastings, Iowa, which has a Bigfoot museum that I want to talk about as well. Um, which actually we'll talk about in a little bit more detail on the next episode we're about to record after this one, but. Um, on the way there, I was riding along with the guy I'm training with and we were driving on I-80 coming from the east, heading west, coming up to the Grand Island area, which is west of Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. And as we were coming to the intersection for five minutes, I watched this white thing float in the sky. And so the guy that was driving was training me um to the east side of grand island nebraska now what it looked like was a you know the banners they pull behind planes um imagine one of those white that's four times the height of a normal banner and probably those things get pretty long so i wouldn't say that it's necessarily longer than one of those um Fun fact about those, did you know that they don't take off with those on the tail? They take off, they have that on the ground sticking up like a trail on a pole, and they fly in and pick those up and take off and keep going with it. They don't take off. Maybe some do, but I've seen video of them flying in and picking up those banners off the ground. That is insane. Um, Anyways, this thing was just floating there, and there's a smokestack for what i think is a power plant yeah to the east side of uh grand island and this thing was at least twice if three times the height of that so jesus i thought maybe it was some kind of banner attached to the ground but i don't know how it was up that high it wasn't particularly windy enough to be like a kite it was huge and it wasn't moving and we couldn't see a plane attached to it. So it definitely wasn't like trailing behind a plane. Right. Um, I'll post wow. photos online for people to see. Maybe I could get it in here so that you can see it. I'll yeah, work on that up. while I uh, finish describing it. So in the photos, it kind of looks like there may be writing on it. Okay. But I had four fairly still photos of it and there is some like darkening in the middle that maybe uh writing but it i think i don't think it was um yeah but so we watched it the entire time from for five minutes until we got to the hastings exit and then we turned south and we drove down to Hastings. Yeah. Now, two days later, we drove back and it we to go home and it was not it was not there. So I I don't know what it was. Here we go. I'll send these to myself so I can show them to you. Yeah. That's freaking nuts, man. But yeah, so that was that was right there. Not too far from you. No, it's pretty close. I mean, really, just a couple hours away, really. The way it was just floating there. Yeah. I I don't know. I I don't know how to explain it. it it's just a big white triangle in this, uh, not triangle, rectangle in the sky. Wow. But it, it wasn't, it's not anything that I could, figure out and neither the other guy that i was with could figure out either now there was 
actually a big festival in town that weekend. Okay. That's like a tractor kind of festival. Yeah. But it was on the other side of town. So I, I don't see it as being advertising for that, especially since you couldn't read it from I-80. No. And it was kind of above a Girl Scout camp, which wouldn't necessarily have been used right now. I highly doubt it. So, I mean, it's yeah, hard to I, get fairly chilly at night now, you know? Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um I'm getting this loaded up in here for you. I just need to. That's crazy, though. Oh, it won't let me load it in here. You motherfucker. Come on. Share. A bitch. Slides. Oh, I, I know how I can do it. <clears throat> I'll have to uh, share my screen. Share that fucking screen. Get rid of all the porn first and then share that screen. Yeah. Okay, let me, let me go here. Computer, share, screen. Share I don't need these tips. Just the tip. Just oh, there we go. Share. Oh, here. Let me. Uh, let me. Right, can you see that? Oh shit! Yeah. Now. I'm trying to see how it's kind of, can you see how there's kind of looks like there could be wording on that? Maybe. Yeah. Like I see what you're talking about, but how it's, it's kind of darker right in like the middle there, but yeah. I, but yeah, Damn. so that's, that's what it is. That's what we watch. See, there's no plane on either side of it. There's no wires right. to the ground. And to be that high up, they would have to be rather, you know, thick wires, I would think, to hold it up there. Because this, the like, this isn't the is best, um, like, doesn't, you, you can't really tell how high it is. It's not the best perspective. But just over here is a power, just over to the, off the left side of the screen is that power Oh, or that sure, power yeah. uh that smoke stack? stack and it's a lot shorter than that and it, it was probably it wasn't directly over those trees it was off in the distance a, a so this thing is huge this thing is huge yes uh-huh it's huge like my wife was like that's just a trash flag blowing in the wind but i understand oh, that you can't really tell from the photo the perspective but i'm telling you this thing was massive it was just floating there we watched it for the five minutes easily it wasn't moving Damn. and it was a good probably 500 yards away from the highway and then 500 yards up i i mean yeah that's freaking amazing i don't know, I don't know what it was freaking amazing God, it's sexy. That's what I saw. It's sexy. I would have pooped my pants, but that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. If I would have saw that, I'd be like, just turn around. <laughs> the guy I was with is not really in the paranormal field, um, but he he found it pretty intriguing. He couldn't explain it either. He sent it yeah. off to, you know, he sent those photos off to everybody he knows. And Oh, really? Yeah. And so nobody else that he knew really had an explanation for it either or what? No, it may, maybe somebody that lives in Grand Island uh, knows oh, yeah, exactly maybe. what it is, and that's fine. I want to know what it is, but well, I tell you, I, if any I of you know, guys yeah, from the Grand Island area, let us know, Christ. Or maybe it's something in you know that they put up. This was during the middle of the week too. It wasn't the weekend. This was on a Wednesday. Yeah. So I don't know what it was. That's crazy. Have you had any sightings of any kind lately? Uh, no, I, I, I had some, uh, some pretty ghostly activity, uh, happen, uh, at this place. It's called the Horridge house. Uh, I was actually, I was downstairs in the basement of the Horridge house, which is in the small little town in Iowa, uh, just outside of Cedar Rapids. And, um, I was in charge of like a, a, a group, right. And, uh, this group of us are down there. We're doing our thing. And we had the event organizer with us 
And she's kind of telling us the story mm-hmm. of this, this lady, this predominant spirit that people supposedly run into or what have you. And it's, it's funny because I'm knowing the history of the place. She's a historian uh, specifically, but she um, was telling us the story of this lady. And she's like, you know, it, it's funny because everybody thinks like, oh, she, uh, you know, she got screwed over here. She, you know, all this, she had such a terrible life and blah, blah, blah. But it turns out it's like, you know, she wasn't exactly the best person. Yeah. And she was kind of telling us this. She's like, people just don't really know, like the full scale of history here. And yeah, she wasn't really a good person. No shit. Right after she says this now, again, like all of us are like just in a circle right there with each other. My wife is standing right next to me and I hear this <laughs> and it's an old lady. Like it yeah. sounds like an old lady kind of like weird cackle laugh. Like, yeah, they're on to me. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those things where you're just like, okay, I know what I heard. Who the fuck was that? Right. But then it was like, okay, I, I stopped everything. And I was like, just for my own peace of mind or whatever. I'm like, did anybody just laugh, giggle, anything like that? And my wife was like, you fucking heard that too. I was like, yeah. What was interesting is out of the eight of us or so, I think, eight or nine of us that were in that basement, only half of us heard it. Oh, yeah. What was then fascinating is that the people that heard it, I was like, okay, so where did the sound come from? And everybody, boom, points in the exact same direction at the exact same time. They're like, right there. It was, it was one of those really cool, profound moments. And uh, supposedly somebody was actually recording audio while mm-hmm. this was happening. She also heard this uh, audibly um, for herself. So I don't know if she caught anything or not. Or if I have to wait till next year to find out if she captured anything or what. Um, but yeah, it was fucking cool, though. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun stuff. She uh, she well, liked you. I don't think she liked me <laughs> at all. <laughs> but yeah, it was weird, man. It was weird. Well, let's talk about some News. News. Let's get I went news. back over some other things uh, for for the past couple months, and uh, yeah, exorcism at Bible camp sparks outrage. <laughs> oh my God, Ando. <laughs> and we're off. Here we go. Yep, uh-huh. Okay, here we go. <laughs> a Bible camp in Canada is under fire after a staff member performed an exorcism on a teenage attendee (laughs) and left those who witnessed the ritual shaken by the unsettling experience. I'm loving this. I am Uh, loving this. Very weird incident, which came to light this week, (laughs) occurred back in July at the Redberry Bible Camp in the province of Saskatchewan. Oh, my God. Following several days in which staff member Carlos Dorkson is said to have cautioned the children that they could be possessed by demons at any moment, (laughs) his words of warning reached a crescendo when one of the boys suffered a nosebleed and began convulsing on the floor. Rather than provide medical attention for the youngster, the man set about performing an exorcism (laughs) on the troubled teen. Because it couldn't be anything else. I mean, that's what they're there for. They are there to experience the Bible and the power of Jesus. That's it right there. That's it right there. (laughs) Fucking nailed it. Wow. I mean, when I went to church camp, it was probably one of the least wholesome places i ever went to oh yeah i mean it wasn't terrible it wasn't like like adults taking care you know it wasn't like that kind of like it was more like you know these kids are over there having sex and these kids are out in the woods doing whatever drugs and oh my god they (laughs) bring drugs to bible camp i mean it was mostly the teenagers sure but yeah 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 um, All sorts of Tom fuckery afoot. <laughs> uh, following the ritual, the self-described apostle went oh, so far as to sake. hand out 
business cards to the campers with the caveat that he was the only person who could cast demons out of them. For fuck's sake. <laughs> Uh, as one might imagine, the teens who watched the exorcism unfold were unnerved by what they saw. And shortly afterwards, four of the boys went so far as to call their parents in the middle of the night, yeah. begging them to take them home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quote, wow. I arrived and my son is cowering in the corner, clutching a Bible. One father recalled, well, at least, you know, that that's the point, right? Yeah, that's they want the point. Hip- uh, hook them um, while they're young <laughs> hook them while they're young just like he the tobacco. Went on, yeah he went on to explain that the camp quote oh, told me it was necessary to cast out multiple demons it was a spiritual event so this father said that the camp told him this not wow. just like the the so one guy just carlos it was the whole wow like, another parent yeah Another parent who retrieved their son from the camp said that she is still in shock over what happened and revealed that during a subsequent family vacation, the teen was too terrified to go outside lest he encounter sinister spirits. So they put the fear of God and demon and devil into these kids. Fucking literally. Uh, meanwhile, wow. the counselor who performed the exorcism has expressed no remorse over his action and insists that there were definitely multiple demons inhabiting the boy's body prior to the ritual. What the fuck? Although the irate parents say that the directors of the Bible camp fully backed all of this and told them we've had satanic activity in the past, it would appear that the facility has since cut ties with the counselor behind the ritual after the Canadian media caught wind of the particular yeah. case. Now you're fucked. So <laughs> even if you oh, wow. weren't like one of the kids, one of the parents that went had to go pick up their kids that witnessed this, even if you're a full-on ardent believer, you still send your kids back to that camp the next yeah. year? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to guess probably not. I'm going to say they're going to see like a dip in attendance, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucked. Huh. Uh, but they probably don't care. You know? I mean, probably. They'll be not. like, we're weeding out the ones that don't believe. Yeah. Wow. God, that's fucking nuts. That's fucking nuts. I don't know. It doesn't say whether the kid actually had any, you know, did the kid go to the doctor afterwards? Did he actually have any health issues? Like, it doesn't say that. See, that's I mean, the, that's the way like, it's worded is it leaves you with unknowing. Maybe he really did have demons in him. Maybe. Or maybe it was something very medical that was happening. And they were you just think that they would mention denying, that? Let's, actually, there's a link to a. Um, let's like see Robert where this link goes right to. You're like update. Oh, this is the CBC. Let's okay. see. Uh, the headline for the article from the CBC is Sask Children's Bible Camp officials condoned exorcism as necessary spiritual warfare, say outraged parents. Wow. See, the parents aren't just going to take this lying down, though. They're going to continue. It, it does fight. say that the Royal Canadian Mounted Police say investigations found no contradictions <clears throat> to the criminal code occurring. Wow. So there was no crime committed. No crime. According to the Mounties. Squeak. <laughs> Squeaky clean. Uh, it's a two-day... Li- oh. Uh, that's what I already read. Let's see. I I don't see anything so far that says what happened to the boy. Maybe they can't put it out there yet because there's litigation. I mean, possibly. Yeah. Man, that's crazy, though. Good stuff. What a wholesome story to kick us off. I like this. <laughs> They didn't get word back from Dick, who is the counselor there. No word from Dick. 
the the Carlos will not respond to requests to be interviewed. Damn it. Why not? In a recent YouTube video, he did admit to conducting the exorcism on the boys, although he preferred to call it a deliverance. Okay. In the video, he said he told the parents his actions shouldn't come as a surprise. Uh, he quote, you should know better if you're sending someone to a camp that has the word Bible in it. You should know better. It's like sending your kid to a gay camp and being upset that they're teaching them gay things. That's a quote from him. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. Who says shit like that? <laughs> like, oh, my God. That is crazy. Damn. Yeah, they go in to say that they encourage anyone to come to uh, the RCMP, encourage anyone to come to them with stories. And then after some time, they say no charges would be laid as the decision made after separate investigations by two different uh, police forces. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. God damn it, Carlos. I hope you're listening. You piece of shit. Yeah, they they <laughs> say that they they can't prove that any crime had actually happened, which I guess is necessarily true. If the kid is fine, if the kid is all fine, you ha all you actually have is these teenagers saying they witnessed this, and this person, you know, this person admitted to doing this, right? But that doesn't mean that he caused any, uh, you know, that he did anything illegal. No, not Especially necessarily. if the kid is actually fine afterward. Like, if all the kid had was a bloody nose, then yeah, I'd say he's fine. They just say he was writhing around on the ground. Um, Do you think he was just doing it for attention? So his parents say Carlos brainwashed the boys from the beginning. They do a full day of visitor visit. Vigorous physical activity in the summer heat, and they would talk to them inside their cabin in the early morning hours about how they were only true Christians and their enemies. He warned the children to be on constant lookout for demons. Wow. One boy saw a monster. A monster? So there's also apparently... And I don't, and it doesn't say where apparently some of the boys did see some weird stuff. I'm, hmm. They have a picture of his card and it does say Carlos Dorkson and his title is apostle. Again, very unfortunate name. It says the exorcism concluded at roughly 11 p.m. Four of the boys wanted to go home and asked to call their parents. Yeah. He tried to discourage it, telling the boys it was a complicated situation. See, that, I don't know. Like, that in and of itself. It still doesn't say anything about the boy he actually did the... Yeah. It probably exorcism won't. on. It probably won't, to be quite honest, but I don't know. They did. So he did say that, um, well, I don't know. It's hard to tell what, like, Carlos is saying and what the, but there's things in here about the boys seeing a ghost out while they were looking for the Northern Lights. So they were all freaked out anyways. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is that noise? So the ace, the, the no. air, the, like the, it's not, did you hear something there? It's here. Yeah. I I didn't hear it. God damn. <sighs> anyway. It's freaking me out. Yep. The entire article does not mention which kid it was done to or what happened to the kid yeah. ultimately. So. Damn. That's crazy shit. Crazy shit. I love it. I love every second of it.
what you doing over there? You look, look at a porn. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I got a message from my wife. Nice. Uh, something about hiking. And she said, it's a video message says, watch to the end. Do you do that? And then the vomit emoji. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> watch it after this. Um, Hmm. Do you do that? <laughs> this this one's interesting. And it's kind of timely. More psychic predictions and conspiracy theories about King Charles the Third. Oh here we go. Uh here King Charles the Third has not yet been sitting on the throne long enough to make a signature dent in the cushion. But that hasn't stopped the psychics and conspiracy theorists from bombarding the new king with wild, not so wild, and somewhat believable predictions. Nice. Nostradamus has already be weighed in on the prediction that Charles III will abdicate the throne soon and his replacement will be someone totally unexpected. Huh. Totally unexpected. Some say Nostradamus means Prince Harry. Others think it could mean Simon Durante Day. I have no idea who that. Oh, 56-year-old Australian who has claimed for years that he is the secret love child of Charles and Camilla. What? Uh, My God. It says, you think the story will be hard to top. Get ready for the asparagus psychics. Oh, our old friend, the asparagus psychic. I fucking love. And her <laughs> predictions for King Charles and Princess Anne. Oh, I, God, yes. Um, Another mystery royal heir appearing in the theory that holograms are actually running the show. Okay. okay so... The spears formed a crown with some broken off, which indicates to me that there would be a great royal sadness. Is that it? Uh, Jemima Packington. Yeah. That's the asparagus. Sparomancer. I remember. Asparomancer. She throws high quality spears into the air and interprets the patterns they form when they hit the ground. So we've talked about her several times over the years. Oh, yeah. Because she does those yearly predictions. I guess it's like throwing the bones. Yeah, very similar. Uh, Also called the mystic veg. Uh, Packington is not just unique in style, but also in substance. Good God. Her recent annual asparagus prognostications have correctly predicted Brexit, Prince Philip's death, Theresa May getting kicked out of as prime minister, and Harry and Meghan's departure from the royal family. <clears throat> Based on these, it appears the veg psychic specializes in exits. Not surprisingly, she predicted one more, the death of Queen Elizabeth. We'll have to look back yeah, if I remember to see if she actually did that. Uh, having recovered from that loss, Packington got back to work tossing her spears and making predictions for King Charles III, other royals, and the British political figure. Amazing. The spears also suggest that King Charles will take a step back due to his age and make William Prince Regent. There is a precedent for this happening before in this country. Prince William will take over many of the duties of the king, and I predict this will happen soon within the next 12 months. That doesn't seem all that long for somebody his age. I mean, no, that, that it seems really. like too long of time for somebody his age Definitely. to wait. Right. Um, right. And I don't, I don't know, like, the line of succession. I don't know where Prince Charles or Prince William or, yeah. or all. I, I mean, it'd be William. William would be next in, in line for sure. So Harry, this, Harry's the one that gets the short end of the stick. Harry's not really in uh, succession i don't well now i want to see this um australian love child (laughs) come in Um, i would would like to see this as well 
this isn't too big of a prediction. In the next year, he'll step down. He's like 80-something, right? I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but he's pretty old. I mean, he's kind of old, I think. There was a weird-ass video of um, Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, and they're standing on top of a balcony. And you can tell there are people like below them and off into the front or whatever, and mm-hmm. they're they're waving at them. What's really fucking trippy about it is the fact that their facial expressions never change. It quite literally looks as if it's just like an animatronic mask of some sort. Like holograms. On not holograms, just like a mask on both of them. Hmm. It's fucking weird. Well, do you like, think they're real people weird. anyways? I mean, I don't know. I think they might be like what what uh like reptilian or something. Reptilians right? <laughs> who have to have their disguise, yeah. you know, like um broadcast from Saturn or something like that, right? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Maybe uh, Uranus, I don't know. <laughs> uh, next, we have a conspiracy theory that has raised its unbelievable head as a result of Prince William becoming next in line oh. for the throne. Back in 2015, the Daily Mail reported on a rumor going around that the time, uh, at the time, the Princess Diana once told a friend that in December 1980 that Lady Diana Spencer, a 19-year-old virgin, was ordered by the Queen to undergo gynecological tests to establish that she was capable of bearing children before her engagement to the heir of the throne could be announced. During those tests, Diana's eggs were harvested and fertilized with Prince Charles's sperm, thus proving they could produce an heir. At that point, the embryos were ordered to be destroyed. However, the conspiracy Uh theory suggests that a rogue doctor secretly stole one of the embryos and planted it in his own wife, not telling her who it was from. Hey, oh, I see. Okay, he's just like, um, let me shove this up there for the yeah. next nine months. If yeah, this, no, he just balanced it on the end, you know, and <laughs> he's like, and away we go. Um, if this is true, she would be the surrogate mother of the biological child of Charles and Diana. Wow. But wait, there's more. Oh, of course. Fuck me. <laughs> the child was born eight months before William, <gasps> named Sarah, and lived in a small town in New England, or a small town in New England, in the United States, what? where it is said everyone constantly told her she looks exactly like Princess Di. When her adoptive <sighs> parents were killed in a car accident, she found a diary which revealed she was conceived in vitro. How would the adoptive parents know? I don't know. Uh, When she attempted to find out who her real parents were, she was allegedly contacted anonymously and told to stop or she would be killed. Jesus. She is said to still live in the U.S. Investigators have confirmed the part about Lady Di being ordered to have a royal gynecological exam, but none of the rest has been confirmed, and many people believe it was loosely based on a novel. Oh, sweet. However, we don't know for certain, and that's why the conspiracy theory still makes the rounds. Let me fucking go on record here real quick, (laughs) and I could say this, that, like, I could totally see a a gynecological test being done on, so I could totally see that happening. It says that's been confirmed, that that's the only part that's been confirmed about that story. Everything else, like I can't see the doctor being like, hmm, see, like I'm gonna steal this, <laughs> and he fucking takes off. <laughs> oh, I yeah. could see that. I don't Actually, know. Man. As an individual <laughs> basis, if you take each step on an individual basis to a point, yeah, <laughs> I I could see that happening. Like that. Um, yeah, but it's so crazy. I I guess it all depends on how it would actually work. Is it just because? only because the only thing that would make her the actual successors is because she has that dna and she was born before does that automatically would that automatically make her in line for the throne or does that do you have to be a part of that family and grow up as a part of that family to actually be in line 
I don't know, man. Like you've seen like the Princess Diaries. If you haven't, check out Disney Plus. Pull it up. It's a great flick. Feel good family <laughs> movie. Same um, bullshit. Same bullshit. <laughs> just the, the other you thing watch. is, this is gonna fucking be true. You watch. if it was true, <laughs> she wouldn't have just been threatened. She would have been knocked off. They obviously right. have no problem with just knocking people off. Right. Exactly. So yeah, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> and then she said, the second this bitch writes like some twenty three and me shit, she's gone. Put on ice. Done. <laughs> Done. Oh my god. And then we have one more. And I see. Uh, something creeping up in here that's going to be be fun. Uh, finally, the, there's an internet rumor that the queen actually died months ago and was replaced by a hologram. Say, guys. If this sounds familiar, you may remember that one of the highlights of her Platinum Jubilee pageant was a hologram of Elizabeth in her younger days waving inside the 260-year-old gilding carriage which she had ridden to and from her coronation in in 1953. Weird. A QAnon theory claims that the queen was really replaced by a hologram after her death. And yes, it was a hologram that shook hands with new Prime Minister Liz Truss at Balmoral Castle and Aberdeenshire, Scotland, two days before the queen's official death. Wow. These QAnon guys, man, like they, they, they just don't <laughs> even take a fucking day off, do they? They nope. don't take a day off. Like even God took a day off, guys. Chill the fuck out, please. My God, it's crazy. The thing is, is I wouldn't put it past them for doing something like that for just to sh- like if it was just the queen waving. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure you've seen the video out there that looks like the Pope as a hologram where he's standing out on the little the little balcony waving and he turns around to go back in. And before he breaks the plane of the window, he just pops out and disappears completely gone. I mean, you've seen like I mean, they did uh, a couple things where it's like Michael Jackson and Tupac were on stage and you couldn't even tell Mm -hmm. that they weren't. You know well, I, mean? I, I would say that the Tupac one that I saw, you if you looked, you could tell. But that yeah. was what well, that was twenty years ago. Now, easily, right? Am I right? Am I wrong in that? How many? Years? He died in the nineties, and it's nineteen oh, yeah. just twenty twenty two. So it was at least twenty years ago. Oh no 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 no! What I'm saying is, yeah, this was in this was within the last like five years. It was oh. like a show in Vegas that they had Tupac, a hologram of Tupac on stage. They had a hologram of Michael Jackson on stage. Uh, th- this has been forever ago. Oh, you know I haven't I mean? seen that. Yeah. yeah, it was just like, yeah, they're just kind of showing off, you know, quote unquote, new technology type shit. So again, though, I mean, quite feasible that somebody could be in, you know, two places at once. Well, and if you think again, if you think about it, those were like public things. They were comfortable yeah. putting whatever public technology out there. If they're really putting a hologram of someone, say, like, you know, Queen Elizabeth or the Pope or Biden, it would be with technology that is it's way more advanced than that. Far superior. Yes. So. Absolutely. I see it as possibility for sure. Yeah. Interesting stuff, my friend. So I got a couple more fun ones before we end this episode. This one seems to keep popping up again. And of course it's, you know, somewhere else in the world, but, uh, (laughs) shock in Nasarawa community as deceased man walks out of casket at point of burial. Here we go. Uh, the, Gidon Anaglu community in Toto local government area. That's the name of where he lives. Toto local government area. <laughs> Nasasara state. This is in Nigeria, I do okay. believe, is the okay. country. Um, was thrown into shock. Okay, so this is a Google translated dot article. 
Uh, Tuesday with the resurrection of a native doctor at the point of burial two days after he was certified dead. So two days. Have you oh. ever had the fear of being buried alive, waking up in, like, are you, do you get claustrophobic uh, it, yeah, about can. anything? I can, sure. Does the thought of being in a, waking up in, because, you know, you wouldn't have your, cigarette lighter with you because well, yeah. unless someone stuck it in your in your uh, casket with you but good looking out good looking out but yeah no i don't i don't know man like how would you you wouldn't actually want to flick the cigarette lighter either because it would use up more air but exactly. maybe you'd Makes want sense. to die faster like maybe you'd want to run out of air faster maybe yeah maybe and i mean you're already there you know what i mean like people have already gone to the trouble of mourning you I would, um, I would take my time to scratch in "fuck you" in the top of you know inside of my uh, casket. So if I ever had to be exhumed, they would finally get the message. They'd finally get it. They'd be like, "Yeah, sons of bitches." (laughs) It probably would just end up on our show as a story (laughs) of some strange thing. (laughs) I guarantee it. You're like, oh yeah, another dude buried alive. Yeah. Jesus Lord. So 59-year-old Godwin Ugly Amadu had been confirmed dead by doctors in a private hospital about 6 a.m. on September 5th of this year, following which he was covered up and wheeled into the mortuary by doctors and family members awaited the arrival of his Abaju-based eldest son. Since the deceased native doctor was said to have left an instruction with his... Oh, so he was a doctor himself, it seems. Okay. Left an instruction with his child that he must be buried not later than three days in the hospital before burial. So Hmm. like I said, this is translated, so he must be buried no later than three days after his death. Um, It says he must not be embalmed, which is lucky for him. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) Uh, arrangements were said to have been made for his burial two days later. Interesting, though. To the utter shock of his children, relatives, and sympathizers, the native doctor rose from the casket he was kept in as arrangements were being made to take his corpse (laughs) to the graveyard, causing the crowd that had gathered for his burial to run in different directions. (laughs) That's great. They weren't like, oh, my God, it's a miracle. They they ran away. Fucking Christ. (laughs) They're like, I'm out of here. (laughs) Fuck this. I'm out. The resurrection of Amadu two days after his death turned him into an overnight celebrity as people came from far and near to confirm what had happened. Wow. Uh, Sharing his experience in an interview with our correspondent, Amadu, who said he was a he had to abandon his career as a doctor to become an evangelist. So he's now he's going to go. And teach the Bible. Yeah. Uh, Recall that before his sickness and eventual death on September 5th, he had enjoyed good health and fully attended to patients who came from far distances to his village. But sometimes in July, he began to feel pains in his chest and legs. He said his legs were swollen and he tried treating himself as a doctor. But (laughs) there appeared to be no improvements, prompting his two eldest children based in Abuja and one of his daughters in Lafayette to rush him to Federal Medical Center in Kefi. He was admitted for two weeks, then he was discharged, and then a week after he developed severe chest pain, went back to the doctors. Wow. Yeah. And he kept telling his kids that once he died to take no longer than three days to bury me. Like See, apparently, that, according to this order, he, weird. yeah, he, he reiterated it several times over his sickness. That's very odd. Take no longer than three days. That's, that's very odd to me. I don't know. And maybe burial practices are different. You know what I mean? Like maybe, 
all of that stuff is is just different. I don't know, man. That's fucking crazy, though. I love this shit. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I absolutely love this shit. I don't know, man. Yeah, they weird. put his body on display where in his doctor's office. It says open roof, but I'm guessing that's open. just like open clinic kind oh. of thing. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe it's like a like a you know like uh, the shelters at a park where it doesn't have. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um, huh. Yeah, he just rose up out of the casket. He's like, "What up?" like shit guys that was a fucking hell of a nap you know hell of a nap wow it says we were in quote we were in the village when we suddenly saw the casket shaking and eventually fell and my father woke up to the surprise of many people in the village a lot of the men and women who had gathered ran away believing that it was his ghost yeah i summoned courage as a man to walk up to him and got a seat for him to sit on he was not talking i later held his hand and led him to the bathroom he had a bath, and after a few hours, he requested for food. He ate and then relaxed. In the evening of his next day, he started talking a little, and on the third day, he tried to narrate his experience. Oh, my God. It says he cannot fully recollect what had transpired, except for that he was writhing in pain. That's insane. I thank God for that he gave me this life again after tasting death. It is a miracle from God. Wow. Gave me a second chance. I think I will dedicate the days he has given me to live again to worship him and preach his gospel. So we started this episode yeah. with an exorcism at a Bible camp, and we were saying it was all this hokey bullshit. And this guy rises from the grave he's and is now up. a preacher. And he's probably going to be doing exorcisms. I mean, but I mean, I doesn't say that, but <laughs> I mean, but he's only probably got like what? Like oh, a week, a week to live top. I don't know. <laughs> this was from, <laughs> um, he goes on. He oh says, my, my journey to heaven was a tranquil one. I feel very confused about what God has done to me. What All I can remember fuck? for now is that I lost my memory when I was sick, but people later gathered in my village to mourn my passing. The cloud opened up, and I saw something like a giant golden satellite suspended in space. Whoa. I wouldn't know whether Whoa. this was what the Bible calls heaven, but there I was greeted by a 75-foot-tall angel who stood in front of the gate. The angel had a beautiful sword and wore something like golden hair. As I looked around, I discovered that there were two other angels behind him holding pamphlets and books containing the words of God. Three angels had a brief discussion among themselves and later allowed me into the city of heaven. On entering the city, I met a childhood friend who had died 22 years ago. His name was Choco Amuga. He was the one who took me around the city where everybody was committed to worshiping God. And uh, he indeed asked after so many people, but I told him I lost touch with some that some were still alive while others had died long ago, about 450 yards from what looked like the throne of God. I was captivated by the sign on the outside that read, Unaccounted Blessings of Mercy and God of God. What the fuck? So I can comfortably confirm to you that I went to heaven and not hellfire, and I have returned successfully with the courage to preach the gospel to the end of my life. How? That's insanity. Wow. I was told that Christ woke me up because I was taken to the grave in a casket covered with sand. It would be very difficult for me to come back because I would lack the strength to pull out of the graveyard. I woke up and felt cold. I came out of the casket gently, and people who came to console my wife and children started running instead of coming to rescue me. Yeah, no shit. So, yeah. I wonder what yeah, yeah. daily life is like now for that guy. 
walking around town and people are like that's that fucking guy <laughs> like that's that fucking guy that's like Jesus, that's crazy man that is crazy like absolutely crazy yeah, it goes on. I'll, I'll put this article in the show notes. It goes on. He talks about more things about just about his, what he believes his future is. Wow. Wow. That's pretty cool. It's crazy. <coughs> it's crazy shit, man. So I did want to end it with that article, but yeah. I have another one real quick. It's a really short one. Yeah, that I wanted to make sure and get into this episode. Um, U.S. government agency puts flying saucer on new logo. Then the logo mysteriously disappears. <laughs> <laughs> and this is, is official. This is was officially cap- screen captured from a government agency website that is Damn. tasked with guarding our airspace. Was this the... Uh the the space force or what like no this is nim aviation which stands for national intelligence manager for the air domain so this is part a part of the office of the director of national intelligence fuck i'll um let me let me share this with you Now, it does look like it's a hastily made thing. Okay. But they did confirm that it wasn't a hack, that it was uploaded and it was taken down. But that's all that they would confirm. Huh. So that is the logo that was uploaded. So it shows... The different types of one of them is a Soviet aircraft. There's some drones and a um, just like a regular airline plane. Now, later in the article, it does talk about how those images are of aircraft that are an actual threat to the United States. And as you can see in that logo, it's over the United States that they're flying. But down at the bottom... There's a full-on flying disc there. Did you freeze on me, Josh? Oh, no. Oh, Josh. (laughs) Well, Josh had a total power outage. He just texted me. I will share that into the show notes as well. But yes, it 100% shows a UFO on what looks like a mission patch or logo for this organization. Uh, Let's talk about it a little bit here while Josh tries to get back in. He said he lost all power at the manor. He texted me. So this is air domain air domain intelligence.mil is the website that it was on, which is the National Intelligence Manager for Aviation. And it was confirmed that it was at least not a hack. They wouldn't confirm or explain what it was. Uh, it could be that somebody there was having some fun, but I don't really, I don't really know. Um, it does look like the it fits in somewhat to the design of the logo. Apparently, the wording the title of the image was final. So maybe they weren't supposed to release that one yet. I have no idea. But anyways, I don't know if Josh is going to come back. We were supposed to record another episode this evening for 
release a few days after this episode where we were talking about giant skeletons found in the past. And I have some stories from the Bigfoot Museum lady that I visited in Hastings, Nebraska. And hopefully... I get Josh on tonight to talk about that, but that doesn't mean that that show's not going to happen, even if I can't get him on tonight. So thanks again for checking out our show. I know we've been all over the place in the last year or more, year and a half, really. The show's been kind of just hanging on, but... I I have full intention of keeping Ectoplasm Show going. I'm going to several events in October where I'm going to be interviewing several people. And I will definitely at least be doing the news episode every week. I did change Patreon a little bit for the time being because I didn't want to keep promising things that I wasn't able to come through with. So... That's just a dollar a month now to be an ecto meat mate. That may change in the future, but only after things get to new consistency within our show. So, yeah. I hope Josh stays back on with more consistency as well. If not, it doesn't doesn't mean that the show won't keep happening. So, We've been going for eight years, and we're right at the 400-episode mark. We've had way more than 400 episodes, if you include my experiment of a daily news episode. So, yeah, I guess we're looking towards 500 episodes. So call us at 913-730-7255. I hope, God, I hope I do not lose this because Josh was controlling this. So it's still recording, so it should still be in there. But, yeah. Thank you.